Welcome to the Dumb Dominoes Podcast. As always, I'm Chase. And I'm Zach. And it's just going to be a two-man operation today. Mm-hmm. Josh is called out sick. He's had too much turkey at Thanksgiving. <laughs> He's under the weather. He had too much stuffing and... I mean, what's really going on with him? Oh, he's he's been feeling sick. He had a sore throat. He's got oh my you know God. runny nose. What what happened? I don't know. He ended up getting sick uh, yesterday. Well, Godspeed on a quick recovery. Yep, <laughs> we need him back. This is we a, wish him the best. This is a triple threat podcast, and we all have different temperaments, and it really works. Yeah, like he sometimes we need. Ebenezer Scrooge, you know. I mean, <laughs> if I'm Krampus, he's Scrooge, and you're pretty much Santa Claus. I'm Santa. Yeah, you know, you're positive. Okay, I'll take it. I'm glass. Like I'm, if a glass was half empty, that's a good way to put it, right <laughs> there. I would be like halfway down to that half. Yeah. Where if a glass for you, it's half full. Absolutely. You'd be near the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't crap on much. And Josh is kind of. Oh, Lord. I think dead center. We have to pump his water out of the well. <laughs> Man, we're trying to work on our setup here at the Dumb Dominoes podcast. And yeah. We're working on new mics, and it's it's the holidays. We're trying to get new equipment. We're trying to make it a good uh, good experience. For yeah, you. And Black Friday just rolled through, so we're trying to oh, yeah. up our game a little bit. So I wanted to start out this with a personal story, and the reason for that is we haven't put up a podcast since the ninth, so it's been two weeks, mm-hmm. and everyone's probably wondering, oh, they quit. Well, have I got a story? <laughs> what what happened during this uh, little intermission? Well, my truck was sitting in the driveway, completely turned off. It had been turned off for over an hour, just sitting in the driveway. I had drove it early that morning. It just um, out of nowhere combusts into flames. I've seen the video and I'm and I understand that like seeing it in person is probably just a surreal thing to have seen, but seeing it on the phone, it was it was wild. I was sitting on my couch and I looked outside, just thinking nothing. I saw some smoke, but the people that live behind us have a, a huge burn pile because it's a lumber mill. Mm-hmm. And I said, Ah, they're burning over there. And I look outside. And just, the truck is sitting right in front of uh, the porch. Yeah. It's not like it's... Right next to the house. I just got out of it an hour ago. (laughs) I look and it is just in flames. Like the whole front end is in flames. And it's not... And it's it was huge. That was the thing that killed me on that video was that those... Flames were like five foot, yeah. six foot tall. And I said, uh, I had, I was like, oh my God. And so I ran out there, called 911, got the water hose. And I started spraying the front of it like a dummy, like most Americans. Like, <laughs> oh, this is for uh, what, normal, what, beats, what beats fire, water. Yeah, yeah. And I'm spraying it on the front. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, I can get this fire out. It's just on the front, on the motor. Yeah. This wire's not even doing anything with the water hose. So this whole situation, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. In a 10-minute span, which felt like a lifetime, it went like this. Oh, my God, it's burning my truck to the ground. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, oh, my God. And then it went from, oh, now the wind is blowing the smoke and the tar into my house. Yeah. And so I went, oh, now it's going to burn the house down. <laughs> yeah. And I had my other truck, which uh, the battery had just taken out, so I couldn't start it. Yeah. It was no more than five yards away. Mm-hmm. And so I said, it's going to burn both my trucks 
up and my house. And uh, it took the fire department about 30 minutes to get there, even though on our road there is a fire station hub. Yeah. But that was not the fireman that got there. Yeah. You can take from that what you will. <laughs> That's a, it's a little volunteer like fire station. If I got in my vehicle and went to the fire station that actually showed up, Mm-hmm. It would have took me in my car about 15 minutes to get there. It took them about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when they showed up, it was only one fireman. Just the one. One yeah. guy. And a police officer actually mm-hmm. grabbed the hose and was the one to put out the fire. Just in a uni. Just a, a just, county deputy. Yeah, just a old Joe. The fireman, while he was putting on his clothes, the old Joe uh, deputy is the one who said, Turn it on! Because yeah. he saw that the house was about to go. Yeah. The siding on my house is melted. And uh, he saw that the house was going to go at any time, and he puts this thing out. What a hero. A police officer. A hero. Yeah, and then like <laughs> 10 minutes later, two more fire trucks show up. Oh, and yeah. then they literally come in and turn around and leave. One was uh, Fountain Lake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What but, was he doing out, <laughs> way out here? Well, they said it was a structure fire, like over the, uh, whatever that is. But okay. I want to say the dispatch or whatever. Anyway, so yeah, that's what happened. And ended up, then I ended up spending like a thousand dollars. I haven't even told you this part. I've spent a thousand dollars in the last week trying to get my other truck in my car. So the brake up and running. The brakes and rotors went out on my car uh, last week. Really? Yeah, I go to a stop sign and I hit the brake, and it just, and I went. Oh, yeah. There goes those brakes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I need an oil change. $332. Brakes, rotors, and oil chains on a 2013 Camaro. And then the truck, mm-hmm. my other truck, needed a battery, needed a tire. The windshield wipers were dead, so I had to get a new windshield wiper motor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for the windshield wiper motor and then the timing, to time it, mm-hmm. it cost me like $170. And I got an old change, and I got two used tires put on. And so all in all, I'd say that cost about 480 490 So I spent 332 on the car and like 490 on the truck, and then another truck burned up. Mm-hmm. So that's been... So, uh, that's what's been happening to us. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then we had the 4th of, 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had Thanksgiving. So Yeah. Uh, from the ninth to today, which is the twenty sixth, that is what's happened here at the Dumb Dominoes Podcast yeah. headquarters. And uh, yeah, so if you want, we can actually get into the weekly news. Sure, I mean, I, I love you know hearing some of these little stories. Well, this is we'll put some video of the actual incident up on social media. Yeah, if you want to see it. Yeah, and oh, and just for the people that are gonna maybe comment on this. All I had was liability on the two trucks and mm-hmm. then no homeowner's insurance. So if that would have torched them all, that would have that been nothing. It. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and a, a friend of mine uh, made it, uh, said, well, what would you have done if the house would have burnt in the other truck? And I made a, a joke. I said, I'd have just walked into the flames. <laughs> <laughs> and I know people are going to be like, you do? shouldn't joke about that. And he said... Well, you would have lost everything. What else is a man to do in that moment? I, I don't know. Give it up. <laughs> but anyway, oh, I think it would be good to the strangers listening to this. No one got hurt and yeah. no property was damaged other than the truck. And so. But thankfully. Thankfully. Seeing how this thing just 
burst into flames. And we asked you when it first happened, did you have any, like, you know, yeah, items in the car? That not really. Value? Lost a laptop, lost some binoculars, lost some, uh, just some personal stuff. But no, I didn't lose any firearms. I didn't lose any, like, I didn't have a wad of cash laying in there. Yeah, we still have this laptop. We, that was the old laptop. Now, I did lose some pretty priceless pictures on that. Mm -hmm. That's like a 15-year-old laptop. Oh, okay. But all in all, I mean, that thing could have probably done that while you were driving down the road. Yeah, it could have happened at any time because you said you couldn't yeah. figure out what happened. No, nothing. So if that would have happened in a, a crowded place, I mean, really it ended up the best that it could have ended up. Yeah. I mean, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> oh, so do you want to get into the weekly news or is it hard to follow a story like that? <laughs> I mean, sure, let's try it. Let's see what happens. You know, I've lived a pretty exciting life. I've, uh, for the people that don't know, you know, I've been an industrial electrician. I've worked on Facebook data centers, natural gas plants, Purina dog chow plants. Like I've been on big massive structures and i've seen crazy things like guys get electrocuted out of a, a lift you told me about that and things like that this is probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> yeah i mean just the fact that this truck like i'll give you an example probably three weeks ago i used it to jump my other truck mm -hmm. so i had battery cables on it for a good 15 minutes there was and just looking at the motor mm -hmm. no melted wires no crazy sparks yeah, nothing nothing out of the ordinary and i'm driving this truck twice a day every day i i yeah because that's the truck that you've been driving for yeah the past what year yep. year and a half mm -hmm. so i mean i just can't believe how fast it burned like the fire started in the engine like in the front mm -hmm. and within 15 minutes it had broke uh the windshield out and mm -hmm. it burnt the whole cab up within 15 minutes so how long with was, water going on? How long was the fire from start as you know of it to uh, the time it was put out? Probably 30, 35 minutes, and it, it started with nothing and it burned it to a crisp. Mm -hmm. I mean, the outside metal that you think is tough. And that was the other thing. It's November. It wasn't that hot outside. And it had rained, so it wasn't dry. Yeah. So who knows how this thing I, started? I just don't know. <laughs> it, when you hear that, oh, it's a freak accident. This was the freakest of freak accidents but no one was hurt yeah. and i'll live i guess yeah we'll move on we'll move on with our lives well i'm gonna let you i'm gonna tell you this one and then i'm gonna let you run with it because the people are probably sick of my yep <laughs> avatar 2 needs to make two billion dollars to make to break even which if you put it on the list would make it the third most successful film of all time if me. it hits that yeah, and it needs that to break even. Mm. So this is really your thing. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Now I know you know James Cameron. He's trying to innovate. He innovated for the last movie, and he's trying yeah. to do it again. I mean, but like, is that too much? I've seen a little bit of a couple of trailers, and I didn't really want a lot of trailers because I want to be just like that's what I've done. Enthralled. I'm I've ghosted this entire thing so far but here's my question to you no matter how visually stunning which that's the first avatar's whole shebang mm -hmm. no matter how stunning it is in the age we live in now can you be blown away like enough to where it's going to make two billion dollars 
by just visuals alone. I mean, this is not the time period for that. Well, yeah, that's the the thing that... Well, I mean, there are some things that can still do it for me, like Ready Player One was an example where it... Oh, God. It's visuals, even though you could tell that it wasn't real, it just looked so good that you Mm -hmm. felt it was. Yeah. And that's what I feel like this movie's going to do, but... Even Ready Player One didn't get no two billion. No, I don't think it even broke a billion. No, not even close. I don't think. So I mean, I want this movie to do good, but it's it's not looking too hot. How much of a what would you say this movie needs to make to see the release of Avatar Three? Or do you think because it's James Cameron, it's going to release no matter what? Let's um, just say let's just say it will. But let's just say, like most, it went through the the normal channels, and mm-hmm. it had to make a certain amount to get a sequel. It has to make a bill. Yeah, well, yeah. If it doesn't make a bill, that is insane. If the movie doesn't make a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm not like he he hoo ha a bill. No, a billion dollars. No, it it has to make. It's like like if it makes a billion, it loses a billion. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've made a mistake. <laughs> What do you think the overarching plan of all five films or whatever is going to make this a feasible project? Or do you think it's going to basically going to end up killing itself? Do you want my real opinion? You're not going to yeah. like it. But my opinion was Avatar 1 was 15 years ago. And I don't know if enough people remember that movie or remember the plot to that movie. Remember the characters to that movie. Mm-hmm. I think most people that weren't enthralled by it 15 years ago uh, are just like, oh, that movie with the blue people, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if we would have made this movie in 2013, yeah, it'd have been like, oh, okay, long awaited, but my God, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute, but it, we're finally there. It's still about, you know, uh, him changing into the body of one of them and... <laughs> <laughs> It's about the forest and their land and how enthralling that is. And the struggle for the planet and stuff like that. What's it like called? That. Patagonia or something like that? Oh, the, the planet? Uh, oh, God. Nagori, no. Patagonia, whatever. See, I can't remember right now. I watched the movie when it came out, and I really liked it. Pantera. I'm pretty sure. Or no, Pandora. My Pandora. I said Patagonia. I was right there. Yeah, I said Pantera. That's a band. <laughs> Pan- Pantera. So, well, I think you're fully illustrating my point right now. Mm-hmm. You love it. I love it. And you couldn't even remember the name. Yeah. So. Like, I can remember certain characters' names. Like, I know Jake Sully. I know Toussaint. I know uh, Natiri. Sam Worthington hasn't done a flipping thing. What, since Bright? Was he in Bright? Was that him? Uh, no, that was not. Was it not? I thought no, it that was. was Joel Egerton. Oh, I get them confused all the and time. And Joel Egerton has done a lot of things. Yeah. Even The Thing, 2011. Yep. Okay, that was just between <laughs> us. That movie sucks. 2011? Really. I've only seen it one time. You know, so. the funny thing about that movie is, it really has you for almost an hour, and then it just poops the bed. <laughs> it just amber herds everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's what I'm going to start saying. What do you think of that movie? I'll give it a thumbs up or I'll give it an Amber Heard. Well, what do you mean? Poops the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So what? what is your stance on that, of what I just said about, are people going to remember and care enough? 
Or do you think I, I might be completely wrong and just, it almost might be long enough ago that it's a legacy. The parents mm-hmm. are taking the kids now. Like it's far enough to where those uh, people have children. Well, I think it's going to kind of pull like a Toy Story. You know how like, you know, when the time passed in real life, that's where yeah. the movie was set in. Like mm-hmm. Toy Story 3 was set when yeah. Andy was going to college. So, so I kind of think that's how it's going to be in right. this situation. And then continue on with like the kids as more of the focus as the story driven part. What about Zoe Saldana? Oh, they're going to be a part of it. Oh, man. I was blown away in the first movie of how big these things were. Yeah, they're like nine foot tall. Mm-hmm. Sully has a couple of times in the original movie um, when his English accent like doesn't hold up with the American. <laughs> and uh, every time I hear it, I hear it exactly. And I'm like, how did James Cameron allow that? Because <laughs> you can hear it, and he's like, it's really intense, and then it'll go British for like half a second. Mm. I'd be like, it didn't happen to Christian Bale. No, it didn't. Oh, man. Speaking of that, the United States went to a draw with England in the World Cup. Oh, did they? Yeah. I have not kept up at Imagine all. Imagine that, yeah. man. We tied England in a football match. Football? Football match. Football. I know, but just the fact the U.S. soccer team <laughs> like tied the, them. Yeah. Like, that's like if they had a bunch of dudes like beat the USA team in basketball, like LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, that's a big deal. Like the English don't lose. So we're stepping up our game. We're stepping up our game. Look at that. We're going to war in a different way. I think we've had two draws in a row. Like we played. So we're playing We're playing soccer. Look at that. I and mean, if they want to say, it's football with an attitude, well, we make the rules now. It's 1776. <laughs> oh, geez. He's like, we're coming, on, we're coming on our turn. There were so many memes before that. Was there? They were like... Yeah, we won't be the first time England blew a lead on the United States. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I remember when they had a big lead on 13 colonists. Yeah. <laughs> Look how that went. We didn't even need the French's help this time. <laughs> it was a zero to zero draw. Was it really? So we shut them out. Well, I mean, I mean, We didn't score, but we didn't let them score. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. It's like a fight where everyone's like, but that no one's gonna throw a punch. <laughs> it's like they're two well reserved fighters. You know what's hilarious? That wasn't even on the weekly news, but that little that fit perfectly. It just segued in. I mean, we're not like a I don't really want to get into like the classic podcast about sports. Mm-hmm. But if there's something like nuts, I'll throw it in there. Why not? The World Cup is kinda like I don't even follow I mean it's a pretty big it's deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, a lot of people love it. A lot of people fight. <laughs> fight over it yeah. yeah well i want to give you a couple things because i'm really or is there anything else you want to avatar 2 is your thing man i mean i'm i'm still excited tell for me this what movie. your concerns are your i am concerned that there's like the fan base has grown too grown too weak at, because yeah I, like because yeah. i played the game you know i've watched the movie several dozen times and i've loved it ever since so i mean I just hope that there's enough people like me that will support it, but I doubt that there is. I mean, I mean we'll I'll, be there. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be there <laughs> opening night, so. You're going to get a car ride review. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that one. I hope it does well. We're going opening night, but you you haven't told me and Josh, like, where? Oh, yeah, well, we got to decide. Or I got to decide. You got to decide. Yeah. 
Because this is my film. If we're going to Movie Tavern, or if we're going to The Rave, if we're going to Tinseltown, then that's your only options. Yeah. We'll find like an IMAX in Dallas. <laughs> and we'll then fly the, to Chicago or something. And then the movie sucks. We'll fly to LA for the uh, premiere. Yeah, the actual premiere. Yeah. Well. Well, we'll, we'll figure that out, but I, I, I hope for the best. I'm excited to watch it. I've waited years. I've waited a decade to see this film. I know so. you have. I mean, I'm excited for you. I was never like a, a diehard fan of this, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm really looking forward to See? Way of the Water, Under the Water, mm -hmm. Water World. <laughs> Avatar with Kevin Waterworld. Costner. Well, <laughs> the only tough part now is we got to get Josh to watch it. He's never seen Avatar, well, to my knowledge. <laughs> do you really need to see the first one to watch this? I would assume so, because, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. He's not going to watch. I mean, I could really see this being a me and you thing. I mean, yeah. He hates Avatar. <laughs> He's always hated it, because he correlates Avatar with Aang, the last airbender. And he's like, that that's not the real Avatar. This is the real Avatar. That doesn't have anything to do with one another. I know, but it shares a name. It's like The Witcher. You know how his opinions on that is. Well, he might be right <laughs> on that. Well, it might just be me and you. All right, well, I mean. Because if he's just going to have... I know how negative he is about Avatar, so... Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to watch it, then... I mean, this is a passion podcast. Mm -hmm. So, this next thing is like a story for me to tell. So, I'm probably going to skip that and go down a little bit and I'll come back. Okay. Oh, man. This is the one I want to... Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to look right into the camera on this one. Nicolas Cage is going to be starring in his first Western. <laughs> called The Old Way. Coming January 6th. He's going to be the old gunslinger who put away his six shooters. Hung up the boots. Hung up the boots to be a family man. And um, his past is going to catch up with him. Kind of like the plot of every Western ever. <laughs> I'm excited to see it, man. Nicolas Cage in a Western? Do you think it's going to be more old school? Like, it has in that to sense be. Where it's like real gritty and feels like just down to earth. Man, I hope it absolutely sucks. But, like Cowboys versus Aliens? Yeah, well, this is one of the... Yes, that movie was god-awful. Was it? I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's god-awful. And people... Man, it was doing... Uh, it had a lot of ads during Monday Night Raw. Oh, Tons. Yeah, it did. I do remember that. So if you watch Monday Night Raw back in the day, you got Gillette Fusion commercials, Burger King... Just for Men. Skittles. Just for Men. Uh, did you get the Bosley... Absolutely. We got Bosley a lot. Well, we're watching the same thing. <laughs> the biggest Burger King one was, goes, do you want a Whopper? And the guy says, I can't eat it with these little hands. <laughs> yeah, and he said, I'll hold it for you. <laughs> and it actually showed him holding the Whopper while he ate it. And then the Skittles one was always tasted a rainbow, like while they were sitting and the Skittles would fly out. Yeah. And sometimes during that, I would literally get a bag of Skittles because I was like 10 years old. Yeah, and you're like, I'm feeling the need for some Skittles. And now that I'm older, I'm realizing the advertising ploy got me. It got you good. And then, boom. Oh, but anyway, Nicolas Cage in a Western, I hope it's ridiculous. Like, I really, if it's straight up in a, in a good Western, I'll be fine with that. But... A piece of me with a 60-year-old Nicolas Cage, I want it to be ridiculous. I want him to just be 
a six shooter, like just like perfect eyesight and everything. Yeah. I there's no way I won't enjoy this. Like it's going to be enjoyable. Oh yeah, I believe so. It's even a, if it's god awful. I mean, I think every single Nicolas Cage film has been enjoyable, even The Wicker Man. Yeah, whether it's good or bad, it's always been enjoyable. We just watched that Nicolas Cage movie about himself. What? Oh, uh everything Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it didn't do very good and it's considered bad, but I thought it was great. Wasn't Daniel Craig in that movie? Daniel Craig, uh, Pedro Pascal was the co-lead. Uh, yeah, it's, it's insane. It was amazing. So, of course, everyone wants to hear about Indiana Jones 5. Harrison Ford. Not Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be set in 1969 and have a lot to do with the Space program. So, what was the first uh, film? When, like, when was it based? Like, in the 30s? Yeah, World War Two. Was it just before World War Two? Because the third movie was, like, near the end. They thought the Axis powers could use the Ark of the Covenant for its superpowers. You're, yeah, you're right. Yeah? And the second one, I don't know if you know this, is the Temple of Doom. You see, because they're not numbered, and I can't remember. The second one's the Temple of Doom, and... It is ridiculous. They basically go into the jungle, into that cave, and mm-hmm. they're sacrificing Indy, and and Steven Spielberg's wife is the lead woman. Oh, is it? Yeah, and she's screaming at the elephants and whatnot. I don't hate that movie, but thank God, the third one, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite names. What is the deal with these titles? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh my! Like that is that get, my god. Yeah, that's and then like many years later, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. My God, that's awesome! Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That sounds amazing. <laughs> he said on paper. Shot. They've missed a few times, but they haven't missed in a way where it wasn't at least fun. Mm-hmm. Each movie is watchable. Yeah. The Last Crusade with uh, 007. Who did a... Uh, wait, so George Lucas cr- did the first one and the second one, right? It's hard to remember, but George Lucas, and then it was directed by Spielberg. Mm. Oh, it was a concept by George Lucas. Yeah, Luke, and then they both basically lied to each other and manipulated <clears throat> each other. These two geniuses into getting that movie made. So the fifth one, Harrison Ford, Indy. Yep. Indiana Jones is going to be, how old? 82? He's he, he's like Ric Flair. He'll never retire. I'm going to look that up while you, you can keep that going. Okay. You can talk about Indiana Jones for a minute. I mean, do this is my thing. Do we need another Indiana Jones yes. Harrison Ford? Yes. I think it's, I mean... I don't want it to, you know, have another Kingdom of the Crystal Skull where it just kind of takes it down. Because, you know, it was going up, obviously, and The Last Crusade was amazing. And then you hit into Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and it kind of goes down a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. still a good movie, but it goes down. I feel like this movie's going to make it go down more. And that's what I don't down. want. Down? I'm just telling you, you think, what I think. You don't think Harrison Ford can do this? He can't, he's too old. He can't, <laughs> he can't be, you know, climbing up yeah. rock walls and doing all that crazy, fighting on an airplane. I got it. 1981, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
1981. Did you hear that? 1981. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Screenplay by Lawrence Kasten. Mm. $20 million budget and made $389 million. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. What's the inflation on that? And he's going to be fighting the same German political party. <laughs> Is he really? Uh, in the fifth one as he did in the first one. He's still going to be fighting them? Yeah. In the 60s? Yeah, because, you know, a lot of them were actually put into NASA, into the space program, after the war. Oh, were they? Yeah. I mean, they were... Yeah, because... Of, uh, technically advanced. Well, yeah, they were used for the, the moon landing. Hmm. Whether well. that happened or not. But no, no, <laughs> Operation... It's a conspiracy. No, I mean, Operation Paperclip was public knowledge that they mm. used, and they proved that there was those Germans on the uh, NASA. Okay. That is, that's not conspiracy at all. Like, that's... Like, they got that through the Public Information Act. Mm-hmm. What, and it's going to be in this movie. All, so. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, is Shia LaBeouf going to return? No. Oh. I ain't watching it if he does. Why? He's a, <laughs> he's a freaking nut, dude. I thought he was he went, went to rehab or whatever, well, or counseling. He's still crazy. I'm I heard not... him on the John Bernthal podcast. Was he on there? Yeah, he just sounds... He The fame has gotten to that man. Mama... There goes that man. <laughs> are, what we, you, are we supposed to be getting a Burt Reynolds like docu movie? I thing? wish. So, what do you think of this one? Margot Robbie Pirates of the Caribbean film canceled. You got to think because our boy Johnny is Captain clear. Jack Sparrow. So many years wasted for that character because of the lawsuit going on. Mm, yeah, and. Uh, you got to think, just because all that got cleared up, they knew they could make money with Johnny again. Oh, yeah, because he's a hot-selling item right now. Yep, so they canceled that real quick, and they said, you're back in! <laughs> After they were like, you'll never work here again. Well, do you think they're going to kind of integrate these two proper er, projects together, like this new project with this one that was being created? Nope. It's completely nope. canned. It's just going to be Johnny. Okay. Here's Johnny. <laughs> I mean... Here's the thing. I'm not upset. You can't. I'm not mad at Margo, and I'm not crapping on her. You just can't do Pirates without Johnny Depp. You can't. I think you can. What? I just think you got to do it right. That's, you can't. I think you can. There's more pirates out there, like legendary pirates. <sighs> what, you some can, Skellig pirates? Yeah, there's some like pirates that you can do stories on. What's that Black Sails show that's on Hulu? I see that all the time. It's yeah. got like a million seasons. Yeah, I heard it's good. But I've never ventured into it. Look, man, Pirates of the Caribbean is sacred to me. No, oh, I I think we quote. I think at this podcast we quote more pirates than anything. Probably. I think Pirates of the Caribbean is our most quoted franchise. I mean, more than Lord of the Rings. We quote it a lot. I quote it in everyday life constantly. I know, like, like I'm aware of it. How much I quote Pirates of the Caribbean. I call people mate because of John, uh, because of Jack Sparrow. Uh, what's up, mate? I just... People say something random and I think of a line from it. Yeah. I can't even put my finger on it, but when it happens, it just happens. So, what's become of my ship? That, that one. Tortuga. Tortuga. Whenever you think about going to the bar and having a good time, 
or something? Yeah. Tortuga, mate. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is where he's it's the first time you see Will uh, grown up and he breaks the yeah. candlestick. Tortuga. <laughs> I love when they do that. I'll tell you the, the line from the least talked about movie in that. Uh, the fourth one. Mm -hmm. Stranger Tides. Stranger Tides. That one I quote more than, uh, Barbosa more than anything in the world. Yeah. All I hear is seagulls nesting and that ship's going down. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, I don't see any fear in the, in the eyes. eyes of the Spanish as they passed us by. Every time we're playing a sports game, I'm like, I saw no fear in the eyes of the Spanish. <laughs> I mean, you could use that right now for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Like if anyway, you know, make it happen. Yeah, it's like when like like are we not kings, man? Yeah, you could you could say that with Britain. Yeah, you know, we didn't see any fear in the eyes of the Spanish. Like if Spain was going to play England, which you know, that could happen. Yeah. You could literally, I'll do that. I'll do it myself. <laughs> sure. Oh, well. I mean, it's unfortunate because Margot Robbie is great. She's a phenomenal actress. And I think, you know, they could have probably done something with it. Now, would it have been as good or as popular as Jack Sparrow and Johnny Depp? No. But I think it could have been something. But I would, I would, I'll take Johnny Depp over Margot Robbie. I think it actually would have done Margot a, a disservice. I think she's got a lot better roles for her. So you she's, a super, a she's a superstar. She doesn't need to piggyback off things. Mm -hmm. Like, she needs a, a, the full movie on, uh, not Miranda Tate, but the, you know, the Tate girl she played in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Sharon Tate. Mm -hmm. You know, she's, she needs stuff like that. Like, she should have played Marilyn Monroe, not Anna de Armas. Like, when does that movie come out? Or is it? It's out. out it's terrible. Is it? Mm -hmm. mm. Why? Well, of course. Oh, I don't know. Well, I have something I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the Iron Claw. Here we go. The Iron Claw. Something we're excited about. Something we're excited about here at this podcast is huge wrestling fans. This is going to be a big budget movie. It's going to be an A24 film, so A24 production company. I don't know if you know them. I've heard of them. I don't know their... They're basically the well. only big production company that lets, like, up-and-comers... Like, they find great stories with up-and-coming directors. And so you're saying they're, like, the biggest indie studio? Pretty much. Like, they did everything everywhere all at once. They did, uh, like, Barbarian... Are they like the, was it uh, Lighthouse? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there... they did Lighthouse. See, they do things like that. Okay. So this is going to be a big budget movie, and it's going to be one of the very few movies about wrestling. I mean, they're... There's very few. The only one I've ever, I can even remember is The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, yeah. And people loved it. Yeah, I want to watch it. Oh, it's so good. It'll make you, because you're a wrestling fan, you'll... You'll appreciate it so much, like yeah. knowing what you know. It's not really a story about wrestling. It's kind of like Mickey Rorick is an aging wrestler mm -hmm. that was on top at one point. Now he's wrestling like indie shows, and his health is giving out, and he's broke, and his daughter won't talk to him because he was on the road and didn't raise her. Mm -hmm. It's heartbreaking. Well, I'd seen. I just saw a clip recently of Scotty Too Hottie. And he's mm. kind of, it's kind of him in that same scenario. He's yeah. doing indies. He's still doing the worm. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, Randy the Ram. 
Yeah. That's his character. And it, it shows everything. He's got the razor and he slit, he t- puts it in his uh, wrist tape. Mm-hmm. You know, Blades. slices his head, yeah. jumps off the ladder, <laughs> and it's just on indie shows. Well, you we know? got well, so we got the wrestler. We got what Nacho Libre. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so the Iron Claw is a true story mm-hmm. biography on the Von Erichs, one of the greatest wrestling families, if not the greatest wrestling family of all time. So to have the audience like get caught up with. So they know who that is. Mm-hmm. Basically, in the late 70s, the mid 70s, the early 80s, before WWE took over, no wrestling was nationwide. No wrestling was on cable television. They were just territories, and there was a lot of territories. Yeah. Well, in the Dallas area was world-class championship wrestling mm-hmm. run by the Von Erichs. And they were hotter than sliced bread. There was no Hogan. They were on the same level or higher than Ric Flair. Yeah. And they were, at for a 10-year t- a period, I would say, the hottest wrestling territory. Yeah. By far. And they could have definitely been bigger than WWE. They easily. just They just didn't, I guess, they didn't have the abilities to make it worldwide. Or yeah, they nationwide. didn't have the business sense. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm not trying to ruin the movie, but Tragedy Struck... They died, you know. Yeah. A bunch of quick deaths in a row. Mm-hmm. Which ones died? Do you remember? I can't remember which ones died. Like, in which order specifically either. But the Von Erichs had, uh, how many brothers? Four? Four or five. And they were more over, and that's a wrestling term where the fans are just going crazy for them. Mm-hmm. They were selling out the Dallas Auditorium. Kind of like King in Nashville. Yeah. They were selling out the Dallas Auditorium every time they came out. Mm -hmm. Ric Flair actually lost the NWA world title there. (laughs) because, And Ric Flair was a 16-time world champion. Everyone knows him. He literally could not win in that arena or they would have lynched him is what he said. (laughs) He said, I as a heel could not beat a Von Erich in Dallas or I would have been lynched. And Jim Cornette has said many times uh, wrestling back then was dangerous like Nothing was stopping the crowd. I mean, if you ever look up what happened to Scott Hall, mm-hmm. and that was in the 90s. Yeah, so it was actually dangerous like mm. that. So anyway, for people to actually believe this is real, Zach Efron My guy. is playing one of the Von Erichs. Yes, he's playing uh, Carrie Von Carrie Von Erich. Right? Mm-hmm. And if anyone's seen the physique that he's in right now, he put on some major mass. Yeah, I heard about it. I haven't seen anything on him yet. But I've heard about it, and I am so. And he's got pumped. the he's got the haircut, like the bowl crappy haircut. <laughs> yeah. And you know he's got the he hit his chin on the. Yeah, broke his. Oh. Completely fr- destroyed his jaw. Oh yeah. That was unfortunate. Man, he hit that like ah, on the way to the plastic surgeon. You know, <laughs> yeah. like what? What a coincidence! It's like he already had his plastic surgery like scheduled right before that happened. He said he almost died from it. Probably almost died from the surgery. <laughs> so how about this? This is a big thing you didn't, well, I sent it to you. Yeah, you told me about this. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, mm-hmm. is playing Lance Von Erich in the movie. And if you don't know who MJF is, he's the recently crowned AEW World, World Heavyweight Champion. Yes, so and you, I'm so happy You about can check that. him out on Wednesday nights on... TBS or TNT? Uh, TBS. Yeah. 
So that's like the company that's rivaling WWE right now, mm -hmm. which I think it's crazy important that you have a guy who is a world champion in a big organization right now playing a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, and he's, in my opinion, the greatest wrestler of today. He is. And so having him in that movie in his prime, mm -hmm. whoever made that decision made a good decision. And which one is he playing? Which of the Von Erichs? He's playing Lance Von Erich, which Lance. is the fake brother. Like, he wasn't actually a Von Erich. Oh, was remember? he? Remember? I can't remember. He's like the fake that they were saying is the brother, but he really wasn't. Mm, okay. Yep, so this is probably just a big deal to us, but an actor has been cast and is going to portray in a movie... Woo! Rick Flair. Richard Flair. <laughs> the nature boy. Man, Aaron Dean Eisenberg. Mm -hmm. Guy that I have never heard of. Yeah. And we've talked at length, me and you, months ago. You can look up on this podcast, or maybe we were at the gym. We said, who's going to play Ric Flair? We've talked about that. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember us having these conversations. and You have to have somebody who feels bigger than life to mm -hmm. be Ric Flair. I don't think it's going to work. I mean, who knows? He might just pull something out, you know, pull a lucky ace out of his sleeve. So I'm going to be in the front row for this film, but <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. I just don't know how you can get an actor to portray a wrestler. The reason that wrestlers get over and become famous is they're so unique. Mm -hmm. You can't... I'll give you a perfect example. You can't get a guy to portray Hulk Hogan. The Chris, reason Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan is because he's like, let me tell you something, brother. And he's got the mustache and he's 6'10". Like, yeah. Who can... You can't portray Hulk Hogan, well, they an got, actor. They got Chris Hemsworth to... Try and do that, so we'll see. And it didn't work. Yeah. They canceled the film. But my point is, like, st you can't replicate Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -mm. Like, an actor, I mean, you might do a cheap knockoff, but I, I don't, here's the thing. Uh, Mickey Rorick, it was a, uh, a wrestler, a fictional character. Well, that's what I was about to bring up. If, they're, if they need to do something like this, do it kind of in the style of, like, 8 Mile. Where it's based off of, you know, Marshall Mathers, Eminem. But it's, you know, the name's different. You know, some of the things about the It's not, because this is a biopic. Well, this is straight what, up. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, like, in this scenario, that's kind of what you do. You base it on the Von Erichs, but yeah. it's not about the Von Erichs. I think maybe me and you are, are too involved on this. I think the general public is going to have no problem with this movie. Because they don't even know. They've never even seen the Von Erichs wrestle. They don't even, they're just going to think, wrestling movie, Big Jack, Zac Efron, mm -hmm. that's probably it. You think Bruno San Martino is going to be in it? Like, I don't even know what to expect, really. Yeah, this could be a, a crazy well, movie or a reserved movie. Well, this is going to be a movie of, they were at the top, and then some of the brothers died tragically, mm -hmm. and then they went down the toilet. Trickled down into nothing. So it's a perfect thing for a movie. We're going to bring them up and do the come up, and then we're going to have tragedy, and everyone's going to cry, and then, you know, it's mm -hmm. perfect for a movie. Yeah. They're going to dramatize the piss out of this. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. And they probably should. Honestly, I mean, this is a wild thing. I say, can you dramatize it that much? Because the real story is insanely, like, crazy. Yeah, I mean, like about what happened to the family. I mean, they made a successful movie on Seabiscuit, so they can do this. <laughs> yeah. Toby. Well, that's why I'm happy it's A24, you know. Big I feel like it's going to... 
I feel like it's going to be a passion project yeah. more so than a big budget, just, you know, blockbuster film. So before we end this, I have a great, great personal story on uh, this. Okay. So they're actually filming the Iron Claw right now. <laughs> they are filming this across the street from one of my best friends, my old roommate's house. Really? Across the street. So they're filming it in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're filming it in an old department store right now. And they actually had a huge casting call because they needed like 150 extras. Mm -hmm. And these extras parked in his yard and ruined his yard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. So he's a police officer. And because they told him uh, they parked in his yard like that, mm -hmm. well, he was standing outside just checking to see what was going on out there. And they actually came out to him because they had an unruly person trespassing, messing with the set. Yeah. And they said, hey, will you escort him out? And because the people tore his yard up and all that, he said, uh, I'm off duty. I can't help you. There it and is. He was off duty. Yeah, so yeah. So he's not doing anything wrong. But because they parked the cars and tore up his yard, mm -hmm. they were like, can you help us? Like, the people running the movie. And he's like, no. You guys are going to pay for my yard. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like every day. I mean, I'm not talking about... I mean, there's his yard. There's the production. Really? He said the big Zac Efron bus was like pulled up right beside his house. Hey, you think I could go like spend the night with your buddy? <laughs> That's what we talked about. We talked about like a... I said, can you please like take some video or something? Like we could use it here at the podcast, and then, dude, if I can meet, if I can meet Zach Efron, one of my favorite yeah. actors I've you know for years, and MJF, one of my favorite wrestlers of today. You know, at what's the same hilarious? time, I'd be so happy. This friend is the one who does our intro music. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's what I thought. You, uh, who it was? So he's sitting there watching the production of the Iron Claw. Mm -hmm. And he did our intro music. And we're a, a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he said, uh, you know how this got brought up in conversation? I said, hey, I don't know if you know this. They're making this wrestling movie with Zac Efron. And uh, I think you should check it out or whatever. And he goes, I can't believe you just said that. And I said, why? And he said, they're filming it across the street. What? What? Yeah. I said, I just, I mean, I pulled a, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Danny DeVito. I just can't believe this. <laughs> I can't believe this. Oh, man, that's, man. that's pretty wild. I can't believe that. That's, um, it's unreal. They've been filming there since like November 5th, but it's a, a very close thing. Like, cause it's a big production. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just walk on, <laughs> walk on. I mean, I heard at one point that they were looking for extras, but I don't know like what day. Yeah. They got to have a bunch of extras if it's going to be a wrestling movie. Well, you have to have the fans. Yeah. I want to be there. Yeah, we should be there. What if he knew about it and was a wrestling fan? And he's like, he's an extra and he just had to walk across the street. Yeah, that's all he had to do. Walk in the background as they're talking. Man, that's one of the most insane, random things I've ever... I'd like to be the kid who gives him like the, the hot dog from the hot dog stand. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd like to be that kid. Yeah, man. I, I might actually set up like some kind of booth, sell some bootleg T-shirts out there. <laughs> yeah. A, a fake Austin 316 yeah. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of uh, MJF being the new AEW champion? Well, I am, I've been saying this for years now when I first like started getting to know the guy. Yeah. Like, I've been saying he's been he's a true talent. <laughs> what I would say is... Why hasn't this happened 
Yeah, before. Way sooner. Like, yeah. This is so dumb. Like, he's the guy. He really is. He's the guy, and then he had a contract dispute. They weren't even going to pay him, even though we did a deep dive on AEW. They're paying like 40 wrestlers that are on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And they're paying them like a hundred grand. Tony Khan's got like millions on the books from guys that aren't even on the show. Mm-hmm. And then MJF, the guy who's your future, your blue chipper. He's hey, been there since the beginning too. Can I make more than 60 grand a year? No. no. God. But he should be the champion for a long time. I, I believe he's the, uh, he's the best and he's proved that he is on the mic, in the ring, his personality. So let me tell you what my plan would be if I was booking the show. Mm-hmm. So this is what I like. MJF is a young guy. He's in his prime. 25, I believe. Or Yeah. He's a young man, and he's the champion. So what do you need for a young man that's going to be in a long championship run? This is what you need. You need him to beat a guy or two really quick that have name recognition, mm-hmm. and you need him to put him with somebody that can work. Mm-hmm. Now, my idea was for him to do a series of matches for the title with Sting. Okay. Sting is very known. <clears throat> Sting is going to make him look good. Oh, yeah. Put him over. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a big name for him to beat. Oh, it's the icon. And then so. I think he needs to have another match or another series with someone of similar. He needs to do it with Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. He needs to do it with... I don't know what's going on with the big show. I don't know. Somebody either. like that. And then after you that... You mean, mean Captain Insano? Yeah. After that, I mean, and this is going to be months. Mm-hmm. He's the established champion. He's beaten Sting. He's been made to look really good. After all that, then he has like a showdown with another young up and coming line like Wardlow. Yeah. You know, he has a maybe you maybe you throw one match in there that's a triple threat with Moxley, maybe Darby Allen, or maybe not. <laughs> but that's what I think. That's what I would do. The next two people need to be names that are older, that are going to put him over and know how to work. You know, well, once he's established, he can start putting other people over. Exactly. So then, like, on the third one, that's why he wrestles Wardlow. Yeah. Because Wardlow becomes the worthy challenger. He's a bull. Have you seen him? Yeah, I have. He's like, and then you have a great feud. Mm-hmm. And then whatever the fans want is who you crown. I mean, not that... Not that that company is going to come anywhere near to anything I just said. Yeah. But if I was running it, I just wanted to give you my hypothetical. No, that's fair. And it's it's the way it needs to be, in my opinion. Because you have to establish him as a true, you know, champion. And then you have to, you have to get over all this young talent. Because that's the biggest problem in AEW is that... They don't have. They have a lot of young talent, but none of them are over with anybody. Why does wrestling today not value the man? I personally think having the man, a champion, a guy that's like MJF is. It's clear he's the man, the undisputed. So have him the champion for a long time. Like have something that when we're at the water cooler, you know, before we're stocking the shelves, like. Man, WWE's better, but like a like I put MJF against anybody. Yeah, you know, like you need the man. Well, the match I want right now, and you know, the two top guys in professional wrestling as of today, what I want is I want uh, MJF versus Logan Paul. Oh my! I think that would be a phenomenal match. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and not say that Logan Paul is one of the most talented in ring performers I've ever seen. 
But I'm also not going to say that that doesn't really make me upset. Yeah. The fact that a YouTube star... Jake Paul's out there, too. <clears throat> yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. That was a huge reveal. It completely shocked me. I thought about making a video where I... Um, I take when Jake Paul, or Jake Paul, when Logan Paul gets on the top rope and he's about to do the big splash, mm -hmm. I was going to put, I was going to voice over the JR, don't do it, kid, don't mm -hmm. do it, oh my God, it killed him, think about your future. Yeah, and I was thinking like, that could probably actually get a lot of views. I believe it. And then I wanted to do it, literally just so I could hear it myself. I could watch <laughs> yeah. it and... And just get yeah. that hype. Nobody listening realizes that our number one problem is that we don't have Jim Ross on commentary. All this crap, like so much wrong, and that's the number one thing. Oh, yeah. And he's the lead commentator over on AEW, but he's so old and wore out. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he's still got it in him, but it's just trickling down. And it's not his fault. He's only been doing it for 40 years. The last thing I'm going to say is... I can't listen to Michael Cole. Even if the wrestling was top-notch on WWE, I can't listen to Michael Cole. Uh, no, He's I got... so bad. I, did you watch the um, Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel? Um, I watched it, and uh, I'll tell you this. I got very excited. Every time Logan Paul did something... He's great! And the match went down every moment Roman Reigns did anything. He did a total of... If you, if you go and watch this match right now... You will not count more than seven moves that Roman Reigns does. He does about seven moves the entire match. I've also heard that um, with Roman, or I also heard that during this match, everything's going great one on one, mm -hmm. and they've got the the crowd, which is not normal. Yeah, and then people just start coming out of the woodwork, Jake Paul and the Bloodline. So essentially, what happens is whenever that big. Uh, top rope spot, you know, into the table. And they drag him back in the ring? Well, what happened is they were both outside in the, you know, in the table, the remnants of the table. Well, then the Usos come out and they fight the people who also are on the Impulsive podcast with them. They end what? up... What? They drag them into the ring. So, Reigns and Paul are out there on outside. Not being counted out, by the way. They're not being counted out. These uh, two podcasters are brought into the ring and beaten up by the Usos, and then Jake Paul comes out. And I'm just screaming at my phone, because I'm watching this on, on my lunch. I'm watching it. Stupid. And, and I'm screaming at my phone, Ref, get some freaking order in this match. But you had the fans in a one-on-one -on -one world title match on pay-per-view. Yeah, you had them. 100% in your grasp, the and you felt the... It, you felt it necessary to add all these other like circus performers. Don't you remember that like back in the day, Vince was watching the whole thing, and he had a lot of plans to do stuff like that, and he axed it. He was like, "Don't go out there." Mm -hmm. Like many a times, because it kills well, it. Yeah, many a times he had people, and that something like that was going to happen, and then he called it off. He called an audible. Like you've heard that a lot. Well, I can tell you why is because the reason that I guess they decided to go out there is because they don't want Roman Reigns to lose legitimately. So what they had happened... He wasn't going to lose the match. Well, the Usos came out and distracted Logan, and uh, that's what caused Reigns to win. I'd rather just hit him with a spear and pin him. They, and don't, they don't believe in that. They're becoming WCW. Yeah, but, and then you can just say, like, man, I was this close. I was this close. Mm -hmm. This is only my fourth match. Yeah. And I, I believe if I get another shot, I can beat him. I, I'm only getting better. I'm only getting better. I mean, how, 
That storyline works. I said, that's a tale as old as time. Yeah. I'm going to lick my wounds. I'm going to come back. I'm going to be this much better. I'm going to be a little smarter, a little wiser. Yeah. And I know how to beat him. <laughs> Some brass knucks. Yeah. No. That's what MJF did. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a hoot. <laughs> he's a great guy. Yeah, great yeah. man. Great man. Well, I guess we'll get off wrestling. Yeah. And if people like this and are not wrestling fans, it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> oh yeah. This whole thing, because the well, here's the deal: the movies and the wrestling mixed mm-hmm. this time because we're talking about a wrestling film. Yeah. That's starring some nowadays wrestlers, and then a. a a YouTube podcaster was in the main event of a wrestling pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you want from me? We're going to talk about it. So Phantom Liberty is going to be a paid DLC for Cyberpunk 2077. If I'm not mistaken, did they not say that all the DLC that came out for this game was going to be free? That's what I thought. Because no. when it first came out, I was like a in it with y'all. No, I think the only thing that wasn't maybe that they had said, I can't remember exactly, was um, like the full-on expansion packs. Mm. Now, if that's what they're talking about, then that's fine, because if they said that originally, then I'm fine with it. But if they had said it was going to be free, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to change our mind. That it's, just... It's just a stab in the back. Trying to recoup some of that lawsuit money. Yeah. But I just thought I'd throw that out there as kind of like a are you for real? Like, you went back on your word, cyberpunk. The only thing is we got to figure out what their word was. Hey, let me do the, let me do the Josh impersonation. Right. Cyberpunk, you went back on your word. <laughs> you said the DLC wouldn't cost any money, and this is unacceptable. <laughs> I won't allow this. And I'm on record for this. And I'm on record for this. CD Projekt Red is a no good, <laughs> lousy, lousy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh when the witcher comes out <laughs> pre-order <laughs> yeah. oh lord that's what happens when you skip a podcast even if you're sleeping yeah yeah i fully expect y'all to uh, impersonate me if it's just y'all too oh okay if i'm literally dying and can't can't make it on all right we'll do that so i heard that quentin tarantino you know mm-hmm. he said he was gonna make 10 projects and be done he's at nine He's playing the game. He's going to do a mini-series. So is that part of his project? <laughs> That's what or... we all kind of laughed about. We were like, what are you doing here, Quentin? Like, uh, uh, Is this it, or <laughs> you got yeah. one more big one in you? So that was just an announcement. and We have no idea what it's about? Not, re- I don't. I mean, I think it's just in early stages. Okay. But I'll let you take this over. All right. You're the narrator now. So... Modern Warfare 2, as you know, came out a couple weeks ago. And get this, it beat the record of any Call of Duty, which yeah. was previously held by Black Ops 2 back in 2012. For what? Like, it beat the record of hitting a, a billion dollars in profit. And What? So Black Ops 2 did it in 15 days. Modern Warfare 2 did it in 10. Really? This game, oh my God. This game blew up. And Josh, we've got videos on our TikTok of Josh trash in this game. <laughs> yeah. We need you to do your podcast on this game. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to... 
Because I'm still it's playing, hot right now. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, I'm still playing through it. I'm trying to do my best on the, um, what do you, what is it called? The multiplayer. Yeah. Because where we live, we don't have good internet, so it's kind of hard to play multiplayer. And as we saw in some of those comments, people don't understand that. Yeah. I'm sorry we live in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I wasn't born with the money to just move. Yeah. So we're we're trying I'm trying to do all that and Warzone 2 just came out. So I'm going to see if I can try and play it because it seems funny enough more sustainable and easier to play than any of the other parts of, you know, Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Like just regular multiplayer, I can't do it. But we me and you play Blackout together. It was a I, miracle. And I killed you. Okay. It was on accident, but I couldn't. We were teammates. <laughs> man, blackout was the thing back in the day. Uh, yeah. But man, was it frustrating. <laughs> it was the first iteration, so. Yeah, and it's where, you know, you would fly in, and then if you had any gunfire, everyone knew where you were at. Mm -hmm. So basically, it just turned into everybody camping and laying down until uh, the map closed in. Mm -hmm. And then whoever won was whoever in a spot that the map didn't close in till last. Pretty much, yeah. And when it gets to that point, it's so frustrating. Like, I want it to start immediately where everybody's just... Crammed. But that's why my heart can't take Call of Duty. Because mm -hmm. everyone's going to play as cheap as they can. Yeah. Every eight-year-old Chinese kid. <laughs> <laughs> Every aimbotter. So what is the deal in the new Modern Warfare where you have to unlock all your guns and attachments? So and so this is what um what is it Overwatch 2 has done as well so I I'm pretty sure it's done the same way so um it's connected to the battle pass so you have to buy the battle pass to be able to unlock Here. certain things and items mm -hmm. but the cool thing about how Modern Warfare 2 does it is that let's say if you unlock a certain receiver like if you use a you know basically like the AR15 you use it enough the fully automatic version though mm -hmm. enough you can you get an upgrade on your receiver which means you can take that receiver and interchange it between different types of guns mm. so you can make um you know this gun from you know a, a standard assault rifle into basically a sniper right it kind of works in that kind of way and it's it's very unique and gunsmith 2.0 has been a huge like overhaul of the gunsmith system Hmm. So they put a lot of work into it. So tell me this. Do they have basically like a cheat code weapon that's like a shotgun that's almost like a sniper rifle to where it's like one shot just murking people? I've been seeing footage of this. Well, they had that in Modern Warfare, but to my knowledge, I haven't I haven't seen it. It's like a shotgun slash sniper that just, it's just like poof, poof, and it's just like murking people. Not that I've seen. Been seeing all these glitches too, where they're marking people, and then you can see them every time they reload into the game where they're at. Mm. Just all kinds of this like little back underhanded. Well, these well, this game is still it's not even a month old, so I think they're still kind of ironing out some of the some of that stuff. But um, I don't know some like because I haven't played online really. I don't know much about you know the hacks and the. Um, the cheap systems, I just know pretty much the bots because that's mainly what I can play until I can get lucky enough to play a game of like uh, Ground War. And now that Warzone 2 is out, I can try it, see if it works. Mm. 
Oh, I just saw here that MJF, you know how he did that big holdout? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wrestling Observer, which you can trust, mm-hmm. within AEW says MJF is making more than $1 million per year. Good. Good. That's deserved. He's been- I just, I didn't want to go back on that, but I thought that was important. Oh, yeah. All so, right. Well, so I just want to touch on this really quick. I don't want to harp on it too sure. long. Jason David Frank. Jason David Frank. Oh, one of the original. No. Yeah, one of the original Power Rangers. You know, because I I grew. I don't know about you, Chase, but I grew up on. Uh, I saw like, Power Ranger. Well, I grew up on like Power Rangers in space and Power Rangers Time Force. Yeah. And uh, those were the ones I liked, but I always respected the Mighty Morphin. Power Rangers, and I knew him from the the movie, not really the TV show, but yeah, he tragically died. Um, wow! This past week, how did it happen? Uh, it was a self self sustaining. Oh no! Yeah, which is unfortunate. That's so what, sad. That's what the reports are so far. I haven't dug into it um, real deep, but you know, condolences to the family, to all the fans that grew up watching him and all that because I know he was really beloved mm. and I respected him as a Power Ranger. Well, RIP. Yeah, Jason Na- Jason David Frank. Yeah. But let's get into this. You saw it and I want to mention it. Bambi. Oh no. So the people who made uh Winnie the Pooh Blood, Blood and, and Money Mon- Blood and Honey. I said Blood and Money. They're making the Grinch slasher. Yeah, they're doing one on Peter Pan. Peter Pan. And now we're going to add Bambi to that list. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I want to know how you can do Bambi as a horror movie. Do it's got to be any... live action. Well, is it where, you know, like, you know, the, the spoilers, if you haven't seen Bambi, where the mom dies or the dad dies, and then... It's a revenge And then, plot. yeah, Bambi just wakes up, a, 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 like, a dark side of him, and just like, I'm going after everybody. How are these guys getting funded for all this? Like, <laughs> they haven't had one yet that was a success. I, I can't I can't tell you. Have you seen Knives Out? Mm-mm. It's got Daniel Craig. Yeah, and, I know of it, but I haven't seen it. Mm, well, it's very good. Chris Evans. Oh, is he? Anna DeArmas. Okay. Uh, Michael Shannon. Really? Yeah. And it's a Murder on the Orient Express type movie. Sure. Who done it? Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel Craig is the the detective. Oh, yeah. Ben Wallace's his name, actually. Really? Yeah. And anyway, so the second movie is called Glass Onion. Okay. And it just released like today, I believe, on Netflix. Because really? Netflix bought the franchise... The Knives Out franchise for like three hundred million or something. And they're gonna make like three or four sequels, and they gave Danny Craig fifty million a movie. Yep, Good up front. Lord. Yep, but I heard the third, this new one mm-hmm. is gonna have uh, Kate Hudson and Batista. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard mm-hmm. about Batista being in this one. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. Well, um, also. Pretty soon, I don't know exactly when, but the David Harbor Santa Claus movie is coming out. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, you know the Jason Momoa like uh, some kind of talking bear kids type deal movie Slumberland. Oh yeah, it just came out on Netflix, but 
it just doesn't look like something I'm interested in. I love Jason Momoa. Yeah. But it's like the kid and then the, the bear, almost like Ted, but more in like a kid's type way. Okay. So a fam- more family-friendly version yeah. of Ted. And I'm just... I love Momoa, but I'm not really on the Momoa train right now. I mean, I, I don't want this to, you know, come off, but, like, I've never really been on it because I ain't never seen anything that came out of him that really grabbed me. No? No, I didn't watch C, so maybe that would have helped. Uh, no, that wouldn't have helped. It wouldn't? Okay, what would have helped is Aquaman. Yeah, I watched it. And Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what else has he done? Exactly. He's just a popular dude. I don't know. Really he's know. just like a, he's he's a a personality that I see. I don't see him as an actor that makes me, you know, like, oh, a new Jason Momoa movie? I gotta go see it. Jason Momoa. Alright, well, what do you think? Well, I mean, so what do you think about Bambi? Do you, do you, are you excited? No, or, I'm not. She, These movies are just all ridiculous. Yeah. I can't take this as serious. Well, what do you think is next? Like, what? What, what is it next? SpongeBob? <laughs> hey, I could actually enjoy that. Especially- I mean, you just go on down Aristocrats, The Jungle Book. Jungle Book, yeah. The Lion King. Simba just starts eating everybody. You think they do one on Beauty and the Beast, but it's just like the teacup and. <laughs> the Beast and, and, just and attacks the- everybody? <laughs> the Beast just goes nuts. So it's going to be like Beast. Uh, I thought the Beauty and the Beast Beast was the same Beast in X-Men. <laughs> oh, did you? You're shaking the camera. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I had something on my foot and I had to get it off. Uh, I thought Beauty and the Beast, the Beast was the same Beast on X-Men. How, uh, what age did you figure out? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, next, we're going to talk a little bit about God of War. Oh, no. Man, I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. You and Josh well, have, have had to been running this game dry. Josh has already put over, I think, 20 hours into it. I know he has. But uh, I'm still getting into it. Because like, you're playing COD? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to separate my time as best as I can. I'm surprised that this podcast didn't take two months off with Modern Warfare 2 and God of War coming don't, out. Don't forget Overwatch 2's out. It just came out as well, so I'm trying to get through it. This podcast is taking a big hit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so God of War. So I want to talk about this little factoid real quick. Kratos. So God of War Ragnarok is the fastest-selling first-party title of all time. I'm pretty sure of every console... It may just be PlayStation. I don't. I don't know fully on that yet. But I know for sure it is at least the fastest first person or a uh, first party title. Good lord! What do you think of that? I'm just blown away with like the sales of video games these days. It's they are like it used to be like movies were way ahead of games mm-hmm. on sales, and now like if they're football. way above. Oh yeah, like that. If Avatar can make what Modern Warfare. Made in two weeks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much is Modern Warfare going to make, Modern Warfare 2? They don't know yet. I mean, it's just going to keep going and going and going. Yeah. It's like GTA 6. Well, it's still going. Um, Vanguard, Call of Duty Vanguard that came out little, just a little mm-hmm. over a year ago, uh, Modern Warfare 2 is already past it. And it's only 
And it only did that in like 10, 15, 20 days. Oh my God, dude. And like, that was in the lifetime of Vanguard. So you know nobody's buying that game now. I guess my only response is it's just unreal. It really is. I just don't know. Like, how are so many people spending so much money? I, I Beats me. Mm. But uh, so basically we're playing through it right now. And so the game... I just want to get like just real quick into it. Sure. I'm not going to go full depth into it, like a review on it. But the game looks phenomenal. It plays phenomenal. It The sound design is so good. And the characters are just as memorable and loving as, as loving as Kratos can be. He's just as love, lovable as he was in the first game and, and 1 through 3, the originals. And I mean... Chase, if you see the graphics, they're unreal. On the, they're the like a next level. I actually thought this game would be a bust because y'all like the last one so much. Mm-mm. It always, for some reason, video games and movies, like if you take a something that was amazing, the next one fails. Yeah, well, video games kind of stray from that path because mm-hmm. movies, you know, that's the movie trend is that the first one's great, but then the second and third one just don't hit right. Now, with the exception to Shrek, of course. But um, with video games, usually the second one is better. I don't know how that works, but you, most of the time it is. But in this scenario, uh, it probably is, honestly, because the game is just so good and polished to a T. And in case you didn't know, the Game Awards are coming up pretty quick. So... Uh, for the category of Game of the Year, God of War is in there. Oh, it's going to win? Well, it's up there with Elden Ring. People who mm. made like Dark Souls. So that's the big debate is who's going to win? One of those two or Stray? The game about a cat, in case you didn't. Oh, boy. In case you forgot about it, we play as a cat. Is Which Call I, of Duty going to win? I don't think it's in it. Well, it might be. I don't know. Activision? Uh, it's not in Game of the Year. I know that. Who made God of War Ragnarok? Um, uh, Santa Monica Studios and PlayStation. Well, that's a PlayStation studio. What else have they made? Um, I'd have to go through. Well, I don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, so I have to go through it, but they made the other God of War as well. They made both of them so far. But yeah, it's going to be part of the um, game of the year contendee. So we're going to, we'll see in a week or two. From what I heard, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, it 100% 20 is. hours. I mean, how long has the thing been out? Um, it's been out a week. Has it been out 20 hours? <laughs> yeah, it's been out uh, at yeah. least. But, uh, yeah, if you want to go see a playthrough on it, I, we currently have the first part up on uh, Dumb Domino's YouTube channel. We have I'm playing through it on there because Josh, Josh went for it. He just barreled through this game. So this game is going to be... My first playthrough, so if you want to go check it out, go watch the game, you can come hang out with me and yeah, we'll, we'll go through this game pretty much blind, so, but that's all I got on God of War. Okay, so I'll let you handle this one, this oh, is your man. topic. I don't know if a lot of people will get this, because it was on Netflix for a while, but it's not. I absolutely love the show called Luther. Idris Elba... Everyone loves Idris Elba, right? This yeah. show, it uh, comes from the British Broadcasting Network. And it's one of those shows where it has like 
five episodes, six episodes, but they're all like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And then the last two seasons have been years apart. Mm -hmm. Like they'll go 2009, 2011, 13, 15, but then it'll go like all the way to like 19. And the last season only had two episodes. Yeah. But it's such quality. So much quality. Quality over quantity. Yeah. And Luther, Idris Elba, is a cop. And that's so differing from right before he started this show because he was basically like the lead drug dealer in a basically a drug cartel on the wire, mm -hmm. like a Baltimore drug uh, unit. Yeah. And so he goes right from that into he's the cop Yeah. in England. And um, yeah, I'm so excited for this Luther film that's going to be coming out in March on Netflix. So is that how they're going to do it from now on, you think? Just do films rather than... I think it probably has a lot to do with how this ends up. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I just want to show the people, you know, if you think I'm not a Luther fan, this, yeah, is, the, is. this is the complete series. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good show. It's so good. Like, it doesn't miss. Not one episode. And it's not too long to where you couldn't binge it, but yeah. it's long enough to where you have to commit to it. Mm -hmm. I mean... Uh, Let's see Was here. That six discs? Yeah, six di or five. Five seasons, you know. Uh, I don't know what to say. Like uh I mean you're just you're a huge fan of the show and it's getting a movie. It's so good. I mean, let's read this. Fast paced, constantly surprising, and darkly entertaining. The lust for Luther is insatiable. Elba is brilliant. Winner, Golden Globes. Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. Winner, Golden Globes, Idris Elba. Winner, Screenwriters Guild Award, Idris Elba. So he's won two Golden Globes from this. Mm -hmm. And anyone that loves The Wire would love this show. Oh, yeah. It's not like exactly like The Wire, but it's just, it's cops and bad guys with Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I adore it. Such a good show. Such good writing. The realism. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. I would highly recommend if you haven't seen Luther to binge it before the movie comes. Yeah, get caught up on on the show. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. What do you think? You got anything else? That's all I have. Unless you want to just shoot the dice. <laughs> oh, I think we've been shooting the dice. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's it. That's the weekly news. Weekly news. Even though it doesn't always come out weekly, that's the name of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, once we get the time, we'll be yeah. able to actually do it weekly. Yeah, as far as plugs, I'm just going to say that next month we're going to be seeing Avatar 2. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do an episode on that, and that's what's guaranteed. Yeah. Unless you got anything else you want to guarantee. Well, just keep kept up, uh, updated on uh, the YouTube channel. Yeah. We're going to be, you know, playing God of War. Dead Space is still coming out. We're going to get uh, Outlast, you know, on there mm -hmm. still. So just keep up with that. We're going to keep posting to it. Yeah, and we post clips daily on TikTok, clips of the podcast and Instagram Reels. Mm -hmm. Follow Dumb Dominoes on YouTube. and Anywhere you watch your podcast. Yeah. App, I mean, we're everywhere. Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Mm -hmm. You can listen to us anywhere, any platform. We're always mm -hmm. trying to improve this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. leave us any you know, uh, tips or... Mm -hmm. Any criticisms, and we'll do yeah. what we can because you know 
It's what we like to do. We have one video on the thing on TikTok that has 32,000 views. Yeah. Just talking about Keith David. So we appreciate that. And uh, I love the interaction. You know, we had comments on the descent. We had comments on Modern Warfare Mm -hmm. 2. So I love it. Yeah. People say, you need to check this out. You need to check that out. And then I'll be like, well, I saw that in theaters and it was great. I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. I did see one where someone said uh, on the Cornetto trilogy. I didn't know this was possible. Yeah, they said they they were dead serious. They said they hated the world's end. Wait, why? I don't know. How could you hate that movie? I love that movie. Well, that's one thing we did agree on. We're gearing up for a big. Josh may not have told you. Me and him have been talking privately about this. Mm-hmm. We're gearing up for a big episode on. The world's in. I'm perfectly fine with that. We're gearing up for a huge episode starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that will lead into a podcast on Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. But The World's In is collectively our favorite. And mm-hmm. we are gearing up on for one of those. Yeah. For the thing. One of those thing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, we are going to break it down to the last bolt. <laughs> like, we're going to put some bolt cleaner and get the rust out. Is it a lentil? it's made of glass <laughs> well that's it uh this is uh the weekly news mm-hmm. all rights reserved dumb dominoes dumb dominoes uh, what else we said copyright dumb dominoes copyright yeah trademark <laughs> trademark dumb dominoes <laughs> any use of this podcast without <laughs> written <laughs> what Cons- are you a consent yeah any use of this podcast without the express written consent of me, Josh, or Zachary will incur legal actions. Yeah. <laughs> All characters are fictitious. Yeah. No <laughs> no indication of real person's identity or whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Our opening and closing music by Daniel Schroeder. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. All righty. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>